Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. On a feedback Friday here, gentlemen, I think this is our last Friday set of shows on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily before training camp, right? We've made it. I guess. We've we've made it. Next week I will be tan. I'll be bronzed. I'll be I'll be looking great. Okay. What's your SPF number of choice? I gotta go high. I got the bad yeah, skin. Like forty five. I got the cheat. Uh, it might be higher. 50. Yeah, 50? I'm probably fifty. I I got the I burn, man. I burn. It's not good. It's tough. Yeah. It's uh. I, I got gotcha. you. Wow, we just got things firing off. Random off. firing things. Mm-hmm. I got. Yep. I got Mackie dogs barking outside the window here. Oh, seaplanes going by? Uh, that'll probably be later on here I got trains. this morning. You got seaplanes. Tra- trains, seaplanes, automobiles. Yeah, I remember uh, the first time I ever shaved my head, actually, it was right before, oh. Oh, yeah. I think right before 2007 training camp. And it was the first yeah. time. And you're standing, it was, it was like two actual two-a-days where they're doing a two-hour session in the morning, two-hour session afternoon, pads. Yep. And I remember standing outside with no hat or sunscreen because I had never thought about putting sunscreen on my head before. Right. I legitimately had mild heat stroke that night. Ooh, my yeah. pulse was racing. I had a fever, but I was cold. And I'm like on the phone with my mom from the American. Like, what do I do? I got I go to the hospital in Florida once. Oh my god, it's miserable. It's terrifying. Oh, I I was shivering. I was like, yeah, what's that I like? Was, even you're it's, shivering. You're a little short of breath. Your heart's racing. That's yep. the worst. Yeah, it feels like you have a really bad flu. Except you're yeah. not your, your stomach doesn't hurt, but everything else it's it's like you've got a fever, uh, mm-hmm. but you can't cool down. The best thing, cold tub. Just go get in a cold tub. But yeah, I was fourteen; tub. I didn't know that. Hey, question for you: Will this surly hat suffice at training camp? Because it's got this though. Right, so you'll that, get, that's you'll get uh, you, you, be, oh, No, you're talking about the mesh backing. Yeah, I'm saying is the mesh backing. Now I've got the hair. You have hair, so, so you'll be fine. Yeah. So like I if could wear... I were to wear that hat, not only would it burn okay. my head, but it would I would have tan lines that, are, that look like dots on my head. Okay, but this hat will suffice for a guy with hair. Yeah, you, you're good. You got enough hair. Okay, you and Declan can wear the mesh trucker snapback hats. So uh, all right, we take uh, your questions, comments, concerns, critiques via the Score North app, via Twitter. We also, uh, if you didn't know, we're on TikTok, Score North TikTok, and Instagram. Anywhere you want to hit us up, but the best place is always the Score North app where we have a feedback tab. And Mike Hensley chimes in here. He says, been listening to you guys here in Alabama for about 12 years, back when it was the curmudgeon and the punk, when it was the old Roycey and Mackey show back in the day. 
And when Judd had a different partner every week on the radio, great topics and a great listen. Each time I think you guys take a hit like you did in 2020, you get back up and do something better. Keep up the hard work and good work. Here's to the next 10 years. Mike, thank you. Roll Tide. That's awesome. Much appreciated. Roll Tide, Mike. Or War Eagle. I don't know which one you are. I don't want to. I once made that mistake with an Alabama, and she got very mad at me. She was a War Eagle. She did not roll Tide. Got to kind of know who Well, maybe she should switch. She might have uh, some more wins to celebrate. Let's see here. Ben Robinson via the Score North app says, I have two points regarding the Twins. Number one is this team has too many meh players. They give you something one day, and then they disappear for four games. Not many players that have something they're great at. The corner outfield spots, for instance, do nothing for me. I'd rather move off Kepler or Larnick and get a higher-end player. Well, yeah, I mean, that'd be (laughs) snap your fingers and just get rid of those guys and get uh, Mike Trout in here. We never have a consistent lineup because there aren't high-end players deserving of everyday playing time. This is a problem. My second point is I don't even see the point of trading for a starter. None of the pitchers are going to win game one in the playoffs. And the way this team uses pitchers, why invest so much into a pitcher that's going to pitch only four innings anyways? Go get three relievers, a stud outfielder, and a catcher that's actually playable. I already know they won't do any of this, and this is why I'm on the verge of tuning them out completely. Oh, Do you think... What do you think? Like, do you think adding pitchers is a futile exercise for this team, or do you think it would actually help them? I don't know, win a game or a series in the playoffs. I've, you know what? As I was going through the the absolute um, um, great teams that the Yankees and Astros appear to, to be, and the Astros swept the Yankees at home in a double dip yesterday. I was thinking about this question because I was like, you know what? Twins can go out and get a pitcher, but they ain't going to beat those two teams probably, almost certainly. So I think the answer to the question is, it depends on what you want. What do you expect? Like, do you want a playoff win? And you could literally say, yes, I just want a playoff win. I just want a damn playoff win. Then my response is, you know what? Go get a pitcher because I think you're taking, I think with the current rotation and bullpen, you're definitely taking a chance if you don't go get one. Um, but if you say, you know what? No, I mean, screw it. If we're not going, if we don't have a chance to go to a world series, make a legit playoff run, I'm out. Then I would say probably, you know what, then forget about it. But I really think this comes down to a very fundamentally interesting question. And I don't know the answer. And I'm going to guess it's case by case. 2022 twins. What do you want? Like as fans, as followers, what is your goal? Because because I cannot see them beating the Yankees or Astros. But you might just say, you know what, Judd? I don't care. I just literally want to end an 18-game playoff losing. Yep. And so right now, I think this is accurate from sportsnot.com. They put this together like three days ago, right after the first half of the season ended. And so they, the American League number one seed right now is the Yankees, and they would face the winner of the 4-5 series. And then the Astros would face the winner of the three six matchup. So correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. so the the Yan- the Yankees are the one seed, and the Astros are the two seed. And the mm-hmm. winner of the third division, regardless mm-hmm. of if there's there might be five wild card teams with better records than you, but if you win your division, you are the three seed, right? Correct. Okay. So that means the Twins would play the six seed. They would play the worst wild card team in the first round of the playoffs. And right now, that would be the Toronto Blue Jays. Who actually have a better record than the Twins? They're fifty and forty-three. So, do you think you could beat the Trent? And sorry for it's is it a three-game series? Yes, it's best of three, and you play yeah, all three games three. at Target Field. Correct. Okay, 
So can you can you beat again? Depends on what your goal is, but can you beat the Blue Jays once? That's the question. Like that's the, that's the thing that you haven't done since two thousand four. Well, I, don't, I shouldn't say that. I think you can because they've lost eighteen straight games and they're kind of sliding right now. But that, but my that is my goal. To what Judd's saying, my my goal for this team as a season ticket holder of this team is to see them win one playoff game. That is my goal. Everything else is gravy. They could lose the next two. They could lose that wild card series and be bounced in, in those three in that three game series. Can you win one playoff game? Can you snap this futility? I mean, when the Wolves had a one-game lead on the Memphis Grizzlies, right? They won game one. We all celebrated like it was Christmas because we haven't even seen the team have a playoff lead in like 18 years or whatever it was. That's my goal for the Twins. Go get prior, and I would prioritize relievers over starters at this point. They yank them after five. They don't let them uh, see the third time through the order. I would prioritize relievers, and the goal is to win a playoff game. Hmm. I, this, this, is, this has been my thought for a long time, but I'm not going to. This is where I do draw the line at mortgaging the future. If I'm going to trade, I don't know, let's say two or three of my top 10 prospects, I'm not doing it so I can win a baseball game. You should, this is what's crazy about the 0 18 streak. You should be able to just win a baseball game with the current team. Baseball is a weird sport. You know, you can, the worst team in baseball, the, the Oakland Athletics can beat the Yankees in a game. It's not like football or some of these NBA series that you just know are going to be sweeps, right? So if my goal is to just win a playoff game, I'd be more likely to, maybe I'll add a pitcher and see what happens. Then I'll just line it up. Hopefully I can win a bad division and then throw Sonny Gray in game one, put my full lineup out there, Byron Buxton in center field and have my full allotment of relievers and burn them all to win that one playoff game. But if I'm going to actually add pieces, which I think they should to make this thing better, I want to win a series. Like, I want to win a series and then take my chances against the Astros or the Yankees and see what happens. But we've lowered the bar so much for this franchise now because our mantra on this show and on Purple Daily is we want to see championships. For God's sakes, no one's ever even, you know, among the four major men's professional teams in this town, they haven't even been to the World Series or Championship Series of their leagues since 1991. And so are we going to really allow the Twins to lower our expectations bar to one measly game? And I, I get I get that the answer is, yeah, that's kind of step one. They haven't done it in 18 years. But I don't know. It feels kind of weird lowering the bar that much. I personally feel um, that among the four men's professional teams that we talk about the most on this show – I feel like the Twins right now, as far as my expectation and optimism and feeling, is in the basement easily. Like the Wolves, I'm pretty excited. They're doing some things. The Wild, I don't think, is going to be nearly as good uh, next season. But you know what? The cupboard is stocked. Like the prospects mm-hmm. are stocked. They're doing the right. They're they're doing the right thing. The Vikings, I'm curious about. But the Twins, I just feel like it's. Uh, Shoulder shrug. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's just a it's just a big meh. And it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be, but that's how it feels. And it, it also from I think people who are realistic about this team, I don't think what I'm saying would surprise them or, or that the majority of them would disagree with me. Yeah. Like it feels like there's a blase feeling about a team that is in first place, but we always come back to, yes, they're in first place, but it's in a terrible division. Clutch Clay TV on YouTube chimes in. There's a couple couple here around the same theme. Trading Carlos Correa would look so bad for any future free agents. No one would come here if we start shipping dudes off super dirty like that. 
Plus, the guy is important. Everything he, everyone is saying he's going to opt out, but we don't know. My guess is he opts in for one more year and then hits the market the next year. And then Charles, by the way, I knew this was going to happen. The minute that I, I brought this up a month ago, and I brought it up again this week, this, the, the, the notion of trading Carlos Correa, it's more about you should go get pitching. And if you're not willing to get pitching, you should consider making your team better for future seasons and offload an asset that can say goodbye to you on his own in three months. And people are just like cutting out all the context. Mackie and Score North want to trade Correa. Classic clickbait. So this is from Charlie Welter. Score North app. Hey, Phil, not sure if you saw Aaron Gleeman's latest mailbag on The Athletic, but he, along with people in the comment section, ripped your thought process of trading Correa. Seems idiotic that people can't understand asset management and that losing in the first round to see him walk gets you nothing. Yeah, this is uh, this is what's sort of baffling to me. Okay, we're not saying you should trade Carlos Correa. We're saying look at the landscape here, okay? If you want to actually do something in the playoffs, you have to trade for pitching. A starter, a couple relievers, whatever. But historically, this franchise has not been very aggressive at the trade deadlines. They're going to have to get outside their comfort zone if they want to add the pitching necessary to do some damage. If they decide that the price of poker is too expensive to add pitching, why would you want to just roll the dice on a team that's been five games under 500 since the middle of May at this point? Cross your fingers that... This car, as currently built, can make it across the finish line, get to the playoffs, win a playoff game, or whatever your goal is. And then Carlos Correa has, like, it's a mission accomplished with him at that point. I think if you're not willing to go that extra step of the trade deadline, why would you not look at him as an asset that can walk? And this notion, by the way, that, well, you're going to do him dirty like that. I mean, him and Scott Boris kind of did the twins dirty by doing a three-year contract with a bunch of player options. It's a one-year contract. He's going to walk. He's away. not committed. Exactly. To, he's not he committed had, to the twins. If he had signed a three-year ironclad and yes. you trade him in year one, you're doing him dirty. Yes, it's you're a one-year contract. So, so just just to peel back the onion a little bit too on how I think these these conversations transpire. Um, I think what people lose sight of, and this includes people in our business as well, is at some point in time, and this is what we don't like to do. And so, like, I, I feel like in oh, condescending Boston, Judd's coming out here. York, here he comes. Well, no, but here, but here's the problem. I feel like what the Korea, what your take or what your opinion on Korea and the Twins is, is that some that the Twins need to at least the thought process needs to enter people's minds of the twins hand being forced. And so if they're not going to get pitching, look, are, are they going to trade crap? Almost certainly no, but if they're not going to, to get pitching, they shouldn't be given some pass of, well, I mean, Correa signed here. Wasn't yes. that great? So I, it, but I feel like we are, I feel like there's, how can I put this too many because it's not across the board. I feel there's too many people in this market that are too hung up on defending the team instead of actually giving what what we're saying or what people are saying thought. And like yes. the the key here is having Carlos Correa for a year does you no good if you are now not in turn going to improve the team. And Phil, keep in mind you reported what 2 months ago or so that Carlos Correa was actually telling the Twins, go get more help for us. Like, yes. I'm here. He wants so, them to add pieces. Yes. yes. 
And I don't, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think anyone else has pursued that lead or reported it. That's an interesting story. Not, you know, no, you're not going to trade him. Uh, you're crazy. You're making this up and it's stupid. What you're trying, I think, to do is force the Twins' hand a bit by saying, you got a couple of options here. Yeah. But, so, but option C is not a good one of just like, let's just stay the course. I think that's what it is. I think sometimes you want to, you see, you, you throw things out and maybe there's a, you, you try to trust the audience that, hey, you, you get what I'm saying, right? You want them to trade Korea. No. What I'm saying is, if you're not going to add pitching, then what are we doing here? Right. What 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 are, what are we doing here? What's Correct. what's the point? What was what was the point Correct. of this to begin with? And if if you're not serious about actually winning and doing something and making noise and being aggressive, then at least be aggressive the other way. Then say, okay, well, we're so this this is not our year. Maybe we thought it was a month or two ago, but this is sure. not our year. And so, how can we make it more likely that next year is our year or 2024 is our year? And if you ride that middle lane without leveraging this asset either to add to this year's team because you have this asset, let's add to it and multiply it and compound it, right, going into the playoffs. If you're not willing to do that, then you should leverage the asset to make next year's team better, right? And and by the way, I, I know some people are going to say, well, why don't you just offer a multi-year contract extension? That would be awesome, and I would love that too because I think another option here would be could you could you lock him up to a long-term contract? The problem is Scott Boris, historically, with his big clients, the agent, he wants to take them to a free market free agency to maximize their value. And so then you get into a bidding war with the Yankees and these other teams, and it just becomes less likely that you're going to sign him to the... This is why you got him in the first place. You know, you you didn't give him the contract he wanted four months ago. The next contract he's going to want is going to be more lucrative, probably. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, I just like... And I did go back and read the the athletic mailbag post. It's it's very dismissive. And I just think they're not going to trade Korea. I get it. They're not going right. to trade Korea. But look a little deeper here. What are we doing here is the question. Well, And, they, and they'll have a chance to answer that question in the next 8 to 10 days at the trade deadline. And then we can do a postmortem one way or the other. And I think the question to Carlos at this point in time is, how will you feel if this team does not add? Oh, he's gonna rip him. Like, but I mean, Carlos, that's, yeah. Saying, Carlos Correa is gonna rip yes, the Twins. I, really? Yes. Interesting. Yes. But because publicly, like, he's air, yes. air, air it out publicly. Yes. That's the story to me. But yes. but but I mean, you're you if you go because he he's a smart dude. If yes. you go up and say you signed here, awesome, that was fun, and this team now is in first place, yeah. but it needs help. If they don't get help. Are you frustrated by that? Well, this is, and I get that, like, I'm, it, it's hard for me to sit here, and I, I am no longer a beat writer. I'm no longer, like, in the clubhouse, and that's, you know, I, I used to do that for several years, and so I hate telling people how to do their jobs, but I guess I would be curious to know kind of what you're insinuating. What does the one-year $35 million shortstop think that the Twins should do at the trade deadline? 100%. I would love to hear that. And he what is... is- and I know, by the way, because I've heard that he right. wants them to add. But like, it would but, be nice to get him on on the record. Like, what it what what do you want? What do you want the team to do? What do you think this team is capable? Yes, of? yes. And it, it sounds like, from all accounts in the clubhouse, he, he is essentially the captain of this team. So, like, what does the captain think? He went mm-hmm. to Rocco Baldelli's office when they sent down Royce Lewis the first time and asked why. Like, what? Why did you send yeah. him down? And like that that takes some cojones to do for a dude that's been there for literally two months to say, hey, why did you do that? And and they yep. aired that out publicly that he did that. So if they don't if they don't make a move and it might not happen in season, 
But I think in the free agent process, the offseason, he will publicly rip them for not doing enough. I would love to see them ride that type of leadership and just the just the, the player that he is. And I know that he was part of the Astros cheating thing, and that's definitely a cloud that hangs over him. But, yeah, I think just for full clarity here, option one, two, three, four, five is add to this team and take advantage of the three months left you have of Carlos Correa. Um, got a few more here, but uh, let's shout out our friends at Meadows at Mystic. Okay, we all got that golf itch. I think you know, major season's over. Sometimes when when the end of the summer hits and the early fall hits, that's when I really like to start golfing. All right, that's when I oh, get yeah. the biggest itch, Dex. Absolutely, and the Meadows at Mystic Lake is the uh, perfect place to go on an award-winning 18-hole public golf course located just south of the Twin Cities in Prior Lake. You can book a tee time at golfthemeadows.com. Also, the uh, Land O'Lakes Legends Classic Golf Tournament is coming to the Meadows at Mystic Lake. We've got uh, Hall of Famers. Nancy Lopez will be there. Uh, Julie Inkster will be there. Learn more at legendsclassicmn.com to watch some uh, Hall of Fame golfers at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Uh, also, you know, Maya Mackey, uh, let's just say that... She deviated from her normal Nutrisource food plan this week. When mommy and daddy leave some foods unattended, it's uh, usually she's pr- she's pretty quick to pounce. And we haven't done a whole lot of that, but she had to go to the vet a couple days, and she's uh, she got into some raisin bran, and it wasn't good. But we got her back on the Nutrisource chicken and rice food that she loves so much. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see here, this is slow motion, very happy Maya Mackie as daddy's about to throw a big scoop of Nutrisource in her bowl. Judd, if you want Stella, the elderly Stella, to jump yes. up and down and oh, look that yeah. happy, I think we should start introducing, and you can do it. There's a bunch of different ways to introduce, but I think Nutrisource could be the next step in Stella's evolution. What would be your suggestion as far as the first food? So so as I, tran- as I transition her to a more healthy diet and lifestyle, what would be your suggestion for that? Yeah, right now you're just feeding her cheeseburgers for every yeah. meal. And it's just uh, uh, it's and not, well, and it's not great and, for her digestion. And, and she loves the ketchup. <laughs> yep. oh, uh, so, kidding. so Maya loves the chicken and rice Nutrisource. And by the way, you can go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a retailer near you that sells Nutrisource. And the reason we love it is because we're all about gut health and uh, good regular digestive schedules here in the Mackie household, including Maya Mackie. And uh, mm-hmm. when we're not eating bowls of raisin bran, when uh, mommy and daddy aren't watching, we usually that get that oversight. with Nutrisource. That, that was, an, over, that oh, was an oversight. I'm sure there, there are now checks and balances where that will never happen again. Yes. That's in the yes. past. So we're going to get Hold Stella on. hooked up here on some Nutrisource, and we'll uh, we'll do a little gradual takeover of her current foods. Yeah, that's be very excited. Good news. Yep. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find a retailer near you. Okay, uh, Connor Johnson here via the Score North app says, my apologies if you've already covered this in a previous show. I've been traveling, haven't been able to keep up with the shows as much ever since the announcement of Cole Swindell's concert that will take place on August 4th, the day after the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. The Twins' pessimist in me can't help but think the timing is too convenient and that this concert was arranged to soften blowback by fans Oh and uh, distract the media after yet another distract disappointing trade deadline. Hmm. Um, first of all, I think I think the fourth of August is two days. I, I think there's a, uh, I think it's August second. I like this though, and let me tell you right now, to distract people in our business, it's not about concerts. Uh uh uh, it's all about food and drink. So if they <laughs> truly wanted to get the, oh, you know what, you didn't do a thing, but you bring in a new line of foods. Phil knows that. Declan knows that. 
It's all about nobody. Nobody on the face of the earth likes free food as much as the media. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, yeah, I think the biggest media gathering at Target Field isn't you know opening day. It is the food unveiling day, which happens a, oh, yeah. a couple weeks beforehand. You know, in the words of Cole Swindell, you know you should be here. You know you should be chilling it. You know you should uh, you should be doing all that. For any Cole Swindell fan out there, I I just I just, I just help you out a little. Is bit. Cole Swindell good? I like Cole serious Swindell. question. He's country, okay. like he's he's classic. You know, top forty but like new old country, school country, but no. country rock. Oh, he's no, okay. no, 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 new no. school, very oh, canned. No pop country oh, i like him though there's a lot of guys there's like right. 16 different cole swindells Swindell. out there. he's just <laughs> he's just number one on the cole swindell pecking order greg swindell there, cole dude, swindell there, it's the same guy just there, there's a guy uh, what's his name i saw him he oh i went to one of the i think i went to a j it was either jason aldean and or kenny chesney maybe both in the same concert but one of the guys that opened for them these are like seven hour concerts sometimes like the big ones this one's going to be a post game but there's a guy named um uh, Brantley Gilbert. Yeah, Brantley Gilbert. I want to say. Okay. And he has, you know, they all have a little red solo yeah. cup and they're singing their canned three and a half minute exactly songs for the radio. And his microphone also had brass knuckles. So, like, the handle of the microphone was brass oh, knuckles. And then his logo was like brass knuckles crossing. Because what? You're going to, you're going to hit the streets and. Like knock someone out with brass right. knuckles in your right hand yeah. and a red solo cup in your left. I don't know. But enjoy Cole Swindell, and hopefully it does soften the blow of a disappointing trade deadline. Uh, Jeff in Arkansas via the Scornorth app says, speaking of voicemails, our conversation from earlier this week, God. it's been years since I've listened to a voicemail. My greeting says, please text me. I will not listen to your voicemail. <laughs> Jeff, good. you well, are like my that. hero. When I used to work out of the uh, the Scornorth, the Hubbard Minneapolis offices, I yep. changed my office voicemail to say, oh, I do not check these voicemails. Here is my email address. Please email me. Oh, and I think I still had like 50 voicemails that racked up over time. I don't does, know what they are. I did not listen to them. If you does, can't follow instructions, then it's on you. Anybody left who is under the age oh, of God, 50 actually. leave a landline voicemail. Like Like a cell phone is annoying. But I'm talking about I'm talking about if you even have one, a landline. Does anyone leave those? Friend of the you sh- do. No, go Dex, ahead. go ahead. I'm about to say friend of the show. Yeah, you can you can finish. Friend friend of the show, Joe Nelson, left me a minute voicemail last night. Sixty five second voicemail coming back oh from my softball. God. Just to ask me how the Dave Chappelle concert went, because he runs Bring Me the News and want to know if anything outlandish happened. But Why didn't like, he just text you how yeah, the like, Dave Chappelle concert went? And I call, so I call him back immediately. He goes, hey, do you listen to my voicemail? I was like, no, I just saw you. miss. I missed your call, and I called you right back. Why are you leaving me 60-second voicemails, dude? Plus, tell him to cover it himself. Yeah. Like, if he wants to know how it went, go over there, man. Stand outside and watch the protesters. Yeah. I agree. I'm going to show you guys something here. So, see that number? Oh my god! On my little that phone gives me anxiety, dude. I do not. Oh, I can't like that. do that. I can't I, do that. How do you do that? Yeah. I have two hundred ten no unlistened to voicemails on my phone right now. How do you not? How do you do that? I don't I can't leave me do a voicemail. But I mean, don't, email me, just erase text them. me, right? But just go through and erase. Send me a yeah. DM on Twitter. I'm a DMs are open. That's total, total anxiety for me. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I got to get rid of that crap. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I'll, I'll probably just delete them, but because they're taking up space, I think. I think they take up space. Yeah, they probably do on your phone. So Jeff in Arkansas, wow, amen, guy. Death to the voicemail. Uh, Nicholas, the last one here for you guys. We'll get to an action movie rewind. To uh, Nicholas G via the Scornorth app. 
Got a question for Feedback Friday. I'm a lifelong Minnesota sports fan. I've been through it all the last 30 years. My sports memory is my first sports memory is 41 Donut. I absolutely hate Adam Kennedy because of the three bombs he hit in the 2002 ALCS. I've been through wide left, wide right, 0 and 18 in the playoffs. I don't get why Minnesota sports fans don't hold these teams more accountable. There are 13 cities that have all four major sports teams. Since 1991, the other 12 have at least gone to their respective championship game or series yep. and or have at least one championship among the four major leagues. Minnesota hasn't even been to the championship uh, series. I wish fans would hold teams more accountable and celebrate when they do go for it all, like the Rudy Gobert trade. Agreed on the, the Gobert thing. Let's celebrate Absolutely. that. But uh, I don't know. I think, some, I think a lot of Minnesota fans feel like, well, we don't have any influence, so what's the just? let's just be happy with... 500 records and mediocrity, but I think fans have more influence than they maybe think they do. Well, yeah. One, if they don't, you know, go to games and buy tickets, that speaks a lot because that takes uh, cash out of the team in the owner's pocket. So they definitely do. Yeah. There's this weird, there's this weird pushback of, oh, you guys think score North has an influence. Nobody, you know, nobody cares, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, you can say that. But does that mean, and this has been my biggest sticking point, does that mean that you are just going to allow the team to do whatever it wants? No accountability. Ah, you know, I mean, the Vikings, I just like to watch them. Okay, but don't you want to see them win? And and don't you have thoughts on how, and to be clear here, a lot of people do, which is great. But yeah, there's this weird faction of fans who are just like, oh, it doesn't matter and and but I feel like the problem with those folks is that they then if the team is is not as competitive or as good as they want, just tune out completely, which to me that's is not fine. really fun. right. But I mean, to me personally, that's not much fun because I want the teams one to be good and I want to follow them. Like when the Twins are, at least in a year like this, when the Twins are intriguing, you know, it's it's far more interesting to discuss them and and you know watch them on a daily basis. A year ago, when they absolutely just sucked, that's no fun. I don't want to just tune out. I think, generally speaking, I've, I've felt this in my life as a as a born Minnesotan. I think we don't we don't love to ruffle feathers and create choppy waters. So it's whether you're media or fans. Sometimes you just it's like the Minnesota winter. You just uh, accept your spoonful of crap. And you hope that it'll get better at some point, and then it just becomes kind of cyclical. And I think that's the way that we've treated Minnesota sports largely is, ah, we'll just eat our spoonful of crap and swallow it and hope for the best next time, right? We're not, like, actively looking largely to to influence or, or change as much as maybe other markets, where I think a lot of East Coast-born people, Philadelphia, New York, Boston, feel like they are entitled yeah. to something better, and they are going to voice their displeasure and push media fans and and put pressure on front offices, right? I just well, it's just I don't think it's our personalities in Minnesota to do that really. Yeah, but what's weird about that then is you do get the people who are basically pushed back against people like us. So like they don't want to push back against the team, <laughs> Stop they'll defend pushing. the team. But then but then you know, you won't make, you know, what you say doesn't matter. No well, one's because you're listen. because you're making it uncomfortable. You're making you're causing choppy waters and we're looking to avoid choppy right. waters. But if Minnesota. you're lo- but right, but if you're a fan and you don't want to push the team, that's fine. But then don't push back on me. I got no interest in hearing from you. Then don't <laughs> push the, back on me. Push like, back on like Salvi. Third level here, like fighting, 
Push like back the people, on Falvey. People push pushing back, back at Judd pushing back and Judd pushing back push, at people pushing back at him pushing back. Push back on Spielman. I mean, if you're gonna go if you're going to aggressively pursue <laughs> someone, go after the team. They already Not fired me. Spielman. Would you want to fire him again? And you know what? Because everyone made a difference there. Amazing. And you can make a difference at federatedchallenge.org, which is helping to raise, hopefully again, millions of dollars later this week for Big Brothers Big Sisters. So Big Brothers Big Sisters is all about providing one-to-one mentoring relationships that help children facing adversity create brighter futures, better schools, stronger communities. And uh, there's uh, over 5,000 children that are currently being mentored by a big in the state of Minnesota. If you want to find out how you can get involved, go to federatedchallenge.org, federatedchallenge.org. There's your feedback Friday here on Mackie and Judd. Uh, Over on Purple Daily, we're continuing Throughout this last week here, our Vikings training camp preview series. We did a Kellen Mond dive yesterday. Is the offensive line actually fixed earlier this week? So check out our daily Vikings discussions on Purple Daily. See you guys.